1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. Father, we love you this evening. We lift up your name. We look to you. My heart is so full of gratitude. And my spirit man is so at peace. I thank you, Father God, that in these tumultuous times, you have given us a laser-like faith. I thank you, Father God, you've given us wisdom to not be caught up on bandwagons, but to be about your business, to win the lost, heal the sick, cast out devils. I thank you, Father God, soon and very soon, we will come into our reward. I thank you, Father God, that you have given us eyes to see and ears to hear. Now, Father, you know my desire is that everyone would know how to pray effectively and receive from your hand because you are not a withholder. You are our loving and kind and gracious and generous Father God. And we look to you. So I thank you, Father God, for thinking through my mind and speaking through my lips and giving me the ability to more effectively communicate the truth of your word, that we might all walk in answered prayer, that we might all walk in the power of the Holy Spirit of God, that we might be used of you in this most critical hour to win our generation to a saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father God, the seed of Adam is in everything. And everything we look at with our natural eyes is utterly corrupt. But we look to you, Father God, and we look to your work and your mission and your house, and we look to you, Father God, and we look to the book of Acts, and we know in our heart of hearts that we ought to be living every day of our lives in the book of Acts. So, Father God, pave the way and show us the way to that, that we might not be pulled off course that we might not give in to the noise and the drama and all that Satan is throwing around out there to keep us distracted, that we might be about our Father's business, that we might see the works of Jesus done. Hallelujah. And we don't look to any man for the right to assemble and worship and praise you and lift up our hands and open our mouths. We look to you, Father God, and may you strike dead any politician that gets in our way. In the name of Jesus, we give you the thanks for it. And everyone said amen. Amen. I didn't plan to say that. Amen. We're going to pick right up where we left off uh, last Wednesday, and I was doing an illustration. You know, I I don't have the reference right here, but the Bible says, "In in him we live and move and have our being. So he's closer to us than we know. I told Sue the other day, our problem is we don't know who we are. And if you turn on the news for any length of time or read stuff, you just get to, you just get to feeling like, you know, you're just uh, a pawn on somebody's chessboard. Well, we're not. We're the sons and daughters of God. And we have authority by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So last Wednesday, I was talking about how nothing can take the place of prayer. Now, I was saying set aside the time each day to pray and choose to make it a new habit in your life. 
And don't just pray. And this is the thing I want to communicate. And this is from last Wednesday. Don't just pray. If you are praying and you are not getting regular and consistent answers to your prayers, if you are praying and you are not seeing miracles in your life on a regular basis, then change the way you're praying. Now, the reason I'm on this for two Wednesdays in a row is I believe that the no, I believe this, and maybe I'm a little hopeful. I believe the reason people don't pray is they don't see it as being productive. I don't think people don't pray because they don't love God. I don't think people don't pray because they don't want to fellowship with God. I just think that people didn't know how to pray and spent time praying, didn't get any results, and thought, what's the point of that? So that's why I'm on this. So if you were doing a diet, I've done this 20 times. If you were doing a diet and it didn't work, would you just keep doing it? No, you, you'd, you'd look for something else. If you were doing an exercise program and there was no difference whatsoever, would you just keep doing it? No, you'd look for something else. So we need to do that with prayer. Now, last Wednesday, I left off with this example, Luke 18, 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up, that they should always pray and not give up. And I think we have taken this to mean that we should just keep on praying the same old way we've been praying. And hopefully, maybe, someday, God might answer. Well, what if that is not what he meant? What if he meant to keep changing and evolving the way we pray until we get regular results, answers, and miracles in response to our prayers? In other words, did he mean to just keep praying the way we've been praying with no results? Or did he mean find your way through? Find a way to get there to get to answered prayer. And I gave this illustration. Uh, our initial debt on this property was $12.1 million. By the time we got to the end of 2017, it was $5.27 million. And so Faith Christian Center was 56% paid off. We'd paid the principal down $6.8 million. In January of 2018, the Lord spoke to me and he said, quit fooling around and get this church paid off. And I didn't think I was fooling around. You have to understand my perspective. I mean, the Lord can really be offensive. I, I didn't think I was fooling around. I thought I was doing a good job. I mean, we'd made every, every payment and we had prepaid. But he said to quit fooling around and get Faith Christian Center paid off. Then he gave me a strategy on how Sue and I could personally give a million dollars of the 5.27 to get Faith Christian Center paid off and... He told me how to do it without costing anything. Anybody intrigued at this at all? He told me how to do it and it not cost me anything. Well, of course, if you go back and you watch the Holy Week revival, for example, 2018, I was very hopeful that we could get the church paid off in 2018, but we didn't. On December 31st, 2018, the debt was at $3.6 million. Now, don't get bored with me. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I know more than you do. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here listening to me. I mean, if I'm a fool, who's the bigger fool? The fool or the fool following the fool? But my point is, I was very hopeful in 2018, and we moved, we moved it from 5.27 to 3.6, okay? I didn't quit. I didn't give up. I didn't go to bad mouth from the Bible. Do you understand? I didn't say, well, I ain't going to pray this year. Fred Price used to say, just keep on keeping on. And then I was very hopeful that we could get Faith Christian Center paid off the next year, 2019, but we didn't. At the end of 2019, the debt was $2.1 million, and uh, tonight the debt's down to $34,000, which is ridiculous, but that's where it is. 
Okay, so Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. And what I'm saying is I think we have misinterpreted the verse, but I want you to see that in my life, that even though I was very hopeful we could get the job done in 18, I didn't quit, I didn't give up, I didn't go to bad mouth in the Bible, didn't go to bad mouth in faith, didn't, didn't talk like people talk, man, that faith stuff doesn't work. I was grateful, and uh, <laughs> Sue was surprised. You know, I told her I was so happy Thanksgiving was coming, and she said, why? I said, well, it's my favorite holiday of the year, and she said, why? Because, you know, she knows I'm not really a fan of the food. I mean, I'm a fan of her food, but not the food. And uh, I said, well, it just seems to me to be the best holiday of the year to stop and give thanks. You know, I said, every day ought to be Thanksgiving. I mean, not that we need to eat like that, but I mean, you know, I mean, we ought to stop and give thanks every day. Amen. So, so see, Satan is a, is a dog and a thief and a liar. And when you get a third of the way down the road, he'll come along and tell you, man, you know, quit God, quit the Bible, bad mouth faith. He's just, it, it, he just will talk you out of your blessing. Okay, so then we get to the end of 2019, and it was paid down to 2.1. So I think we've taken this to mean we should just keep praying the same old way we've been praying, and hopefully, maybe, maybe, someday, hopefully, we'll get an answer. Well, what if that isn't what he meant? What if he meant that we should keep changing and evolving the way we pray until we get regular results, answers, and miracles as a result of our prayers. Now consider this. I'm going to look at it a different way. On December 31st, 2017, we owed 5.27 million. After the big push in 2018, and I was just following instructions the Lord gave me in uh, February of 2018, people on the stage and all that big push. At the end of that year, we owed $3.6 million. So think about it. With that big push, People on the stage and all of that, that big push, we paid it down $1.66 million. On December 31st, 2019, we owed $2.1 million. So that means in 2019, it did what we would have thought. The amount we were paying down went down. It's exactly what you would assume, right? Because we had the big push in 2018, paid down $1.66. Then in 2019, we paid down $1.46, $1.46. And this, this would, to me, would be normal human behavior, right? We had the big push. We had people on the stage, big commitments. So it just makes sense, right? Right? I mean, anybody dialed into math stuff, it just makes sense that it would, it would drop a little. Okay, then we come over into 2020. And uh, I decided I was tired of the cabin in the woods. And so uh, we're staying at our favorite place uh, on the beach and north of Miami, and uh, studying for the Holy Week Revival 2020 and the week of increase, and they started talking about this thing called coronavirus. And I thought, you know, man, that's Chinese. That's got nothing to do with me, you know. But little did we know. Little did we know. Okay, so how is it that in 2020, we paid this thing down $2.1 million dollars now stop and think about what I'm, what I'm saying here. So here's the question. How did we pay down more in 2020 than we did in either 2018 or 19 and without a big push like 2018 with people on the stage and all that? How, how, how is that even possible? Talk to me. How is that even possible? See, Jesus said we should always pray and never give up. So he talks to me in January of 2018, and he, he'll offend you. Because he's daddy. And he talks to you like daddy. He doesn't talk to you like your mommy. <laughs> See, that's why, that's why they want that mommy God. But the ancient of days, he ain't no mommy God. He's, he's father God. 
And sometimes they'll just take you to the shed. And my experience with him, joyfully and gladly serving him 60 years is, he is not bashful at all telling his sons and daughters what to do. He's not bashful. So he comes along January of 2018, says, son, quit fooling around, get this paid off. All right. Now, I've told all of that in different ways previous, but I'm going to add to it. Because this is what he pointed out to me in the last few days. See, I stood here, I think, uh, Sunday, a week ago Sunday, last Wednesday, and I said, this is a long way to come in two years and ten months. But that's not, that's not, how, that's not how it came down. The beginning of the story is not January of 2018. Tell, tell your neighbor, if you'll get this, the revelation will be blinding. So I've started my story as I've rehearsed this the last 10 or 14 days in January of 2018. But that's not where it started. That's not where the story started. The story started in October of 2017. Hey, will you bring me that book out of my briefcase? I think it's in there, Oral Roberts. It all began October of 2017 when Sue and I were packing to go to San Francisco. And uh, I carry a different briefcase when I travel. So I was in the closet in the office and I'm coming out of the office in the closet and the Lord directed my attention to the left. And I look over there to the left and uh, my attention was directed to this book, not this book. I've got the original book from first printing. And... Uh, and, and the Holy Spirit said, why don't you take that with you? And I put it in my travel briefcase. And I'd read it before. See, and, and this is it. This is where people really miss it. You know, many years ago, there was a woman wanted counseling. And the lady that worked for me back then told her, well, they're doing special services right now. They're doing the successful marriage. They're doing special services right now. So you need marital counseling. Why don't you come and come to church because they're teaching on what you need right now anyway. And she said, oh, I've heard all that. And she died, broke, divorced, and died of cancer. So... When we, when we say, man, I've heard all that, you're not sabotaging anybody but yourself. Because I'd read this before. I'd read it several times before. But the difference is that probably I'd never taken action on it before. See, there is a big difference. See, a lot of Christians, a lot of even full gospel Christians they're not really believers. They're mental assenters. I agree with that. Jesus was born of a virgin. I agree with that. Jesus is the son of God. I mean, don't you think most of those dogs in Washington, D.C. probably agree with the tenets of the faith? Yeah, sure, I agree with that. But that doesn't mean that they're born again because they never took action on it. See, in, in the Jewish mind, in Jewish theology, you don't know what... You have learned, you know what you do. It's only by doing that in their thinking that you come to know something. And I don't mean to be vulgar, but that's why, that's why in the Old Testament, this thing of, of Adam knew his wife Eve. And that same word in the Hebrew is used throughout the Old Testament for belief. See, he, 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 <laughs> he experienced Eve. He knew Eve. In fact, in old, old common law, English law, they would call it carnal knowledge. It's a knowledge. But it's not a knowledge like porn on a phone that's pretend. It's actual knowledge. And that's why Christianity just doesn't work for a lot of people because they, they know this, they heard that, they heard this sermon, they heard those four teachings, but they didn't take action on it. So 
They know it here, but they never experienced it. Does that make sense? They know it here, but they never took action on it. And because they know it here and they never took action on it, it doesn't happen. So they don't have knowledge of it. They, <laughs> you know, it's really crazy. But he's saying to me right now, I have had carnal knowledge with prosperity. In other words, you know, I've been there and I've done that. I've experienced it. Does that make sense? And, but a lot of Christians, it's all virtual. That's the word I was searching for. You know, their knowledge of prosperity is virtual. In other words, it's all virtual. No, 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 no. No, for me, it's experiential. All right. So, didn't mean to get off on Hebrew. The Miracle of Seed Faith by Oral Roberts. Now, after rereading that book, I changed the way I was praying. This is what I want to say last Wednesday and tonight. I changed the way I was praying. And if, if it might be possible for Gene Lingerfeld to have to change the way he's praying? Why would you think it would maybe not be needy for you to change the way you're praying? That's what I want to say. Because, see, when we pray and we don't get results, our heart hardens a little bit, and it's either A or B, this doesn't work, or he doesn't care. And I'm telling you, I've got, I've got a lot of experience with the devil and he's always there telling you, God doesn't care. Uh, God, God, you know, he's not hearing you. Uh, you're all alone. Uh, you know, and then he goes into, you know, warp drive. Nobody cares. This is Satan. This is, this is Satan. So I changed the way I was praying, and after I changed that, the way I was praying, now listen to what I'm saying, I changed the way I was praying, and after I changed the way I was praying, the Lord spoke to me in January of eight, 2018, told me to quit fooling around and get Faith Christian Center out of debt, and he challenged me. It was uh, January of 2018, he challenged me to personally give a million dollars of the $5.27 million, and he told me how to do it without it costing me anything. This is an amazing thing. He told me how to do it without it costing me anything. Basically, what he told me to do was what, was what Oral Roberts teaches in this book. I mean, basically, what he told me to do in January of 2018 as he was life coaching me was to do what Oral Roberts teaches in this book. Now, listen to this. My fathers in the faith are all dead and gone but one, and yet they still come through for me over and over and over. And if you haven't figured it out, all ministers are not cut from the same cloth. And you've heard all of this over and over, and yet how many have purchased Oral Roberts' book, The Miracle of Seed Faith? I'm not going to ask for a show of hands. And, we, and if everybody ran out there to get one, we don't have that many in the cafe, but, you know, they have them on Amazon. And, and how many have taken action and asked God how much seed you should sow toward a particular miracle you desire and change the way you were praying and test it out. See, if, if I don't know what I'm talking about and you change the way you're praying for 90 days, what have you got to lose? But if I do know what I'm talking about and you change the way you're praying for 90 days, you have everything to gain. But the 90 days are going to go by. And, and look, if you're not getting regular and consistent answers to prayer and you're not getting miracles on a regular basis, you, you ain't doing nothing anyway. So you ain't giving nothing up by changing the way you pray. Yeah, but I like the way I pray. Hey, look, I like pizza, pepperoni pizza, but you know, uh, I just can't do that all the time. Sometimes we got to make changes. Yeah. Tiff Shuttlesworth nearly died in February, and so he uh, told me that because of that experience and other things, you know, he's lost 31 pounds, so I, I, I can't look like a fat, you know what, next to him in January, so uh, no pepperoni for Dr. Gene. So in other words, you know, I just, I just had to change. I got the cutest pictures today of Christina's two children, you know, eating cheeseburgers and 
ice cream and all of that. Oh. I, text, I texted her back. I said, all I'm eating is broccoli and cauliflower and unsalted nuts. But see, in other words, I can keep doing what I've been doing and lie to myself and say, I'm going to get there or I can make a change. Do you see what I'm saying? And is that or is that not true of almost all things in life? Well, why would we think that's not true in prayer? And then, how many have taken action and asked God how much of a seed you should sow toward a particular miracle you desire and then change the way you're praying about that? I gave the example on August 26 in this series and I used the example of praying about money. Now, People can be upset with that, but I, I was fair in the message, and I said, now, if you're praying about healing, you, you know, you've got to substitute healing scriptures for these scriptures, but basically it's the same prayer. And then with regard to healing, the most effective thing I've ever come across in my life is laughing at the attack. You know, I'm 65 years old. I walk 2,000 plus miles a year, and sometimes my body hurts. I just, I just go to laughing at the devil. I mean, I will just laugh out loud, and I'll just, I'll laugh out loud until I'm sure he's tired of it, and symptoms just disappear. But the joy of the Lord is our strength. See, and Satan's game is to get us worried, and, and Satan's game is to get us talking about our worry and when we talk about the problem we cement it into our lives many 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 years ago this was way back in the 90s we were back then we were going to like parade of homes and open houses kids hated it you know we were doing three services at i-30 and uh put them in the car and I'd get over to our favorite Italian restaurant in Dallas. I like a rocket ship. And we would eat there most Sundays. And man, then we'd be going to wherever there was open houses, new stuff, to see what's new, new designs, master baths, you know, new. And uh, the kids weren't with us. This was some other day. They were doing a parade of homes up in Colleyville or somewhere. And we're up there and we're going through this house. And uh, I don't remember what was going on at that particular point in investments, but I rounded a corner one way, Sue rounded the corner the other way. She saw the look on my face and she held up her finger to me and she said, don't say it. Because what I was thinking was, I'll never live in a place like this. That's what I was thinking. And today, if they gave it to me, I'd give it to somebody else or sell it or something. I mean, I wouldn't even spend the night in that place. That's how your life can change. I said, that's how your life can change. I said, that's how your life can change. And it's not about being shrewd. It's not about uh, being smarter than other people. I believe it's about practicing these principles that God has put into our hands. So I changed the way I was praying. And since I changed the way I was praying, I've received 86 miracles. And Oral Roberts defines a miracle as something outside normal human experience. And here in a couple of weeks, I will add Faith Christian Center not having any debt on it at all to my list of miracles. There's a guy, I can't wait to text him. Whenever the day is, they'll, they'll, they'll email me and tell me it's done. Bank signed off on it, and I'm going to text a guy. I don't often do this, but I'm going to. <laughs> and I'm going to text him and tell him, you know, in the year of the corona, we paid off Faith Christian Center. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's a miracle. Amen. Lift both hands and say, it's a miracle. It's a miracle. Okay, but it's not my miracle. It's, it's our miracle. Amen? Amen. And don't you see that what God is doing in my life, God wants to do in your life, and what God's doing at Faith Christian Center, God wants to do in your life. Don't you think it'd be, uh, don't you think it'd be awesome 
if, if everybody in the church had no debt on their house? What would happen then when we had a special guest? What would happen then when we received a missions offering? Amen? All right. So don't just pray. If you're praying and you're not getting regular and consistent answers to your prayers, if you're praying and you're not seeing miracles in your life on a regular basis, then change the way you're praying. I'm convinced the reason so many do not pray is they do not know how to pray and so they never see any real and tangible results. Now, I've got a couple of examples here. Oral Roberts, the, the method he basically lays out in this book is that you sow a seed, you see God as your source, and you expect a miracle. And Oral Roberts, I have to give him credit because he, in my day, he ran the biggest full gospel parachurch ministry in America, but he was very concise from beginning to end that the tithe begins in the local church. And he was very concise from beginning to end, and he taught it exactly like John Osteen taught it, that giving doesn't begin until you get a dollar past the tithe. But the difference is that he would, and I mean, he built the city of faith. He must have known something. His idea that was so very different, and to get all the scriptures and the references and to find out where he got it, you got to get the book. But his concept was you have a need or you have a desire, and you sow a seed. Now, I've perfected that, I think, a little bit. I'll go to God and ask God what to do, because I figure... You know, ain't no point in me believing God to pay off $5.27 million and giving God a $1 seed faith offering. Now, the way he had me do it was to send Fred and Betty Price $10,000, not to the church, to them personally, from us personally, not from Faith Christian Center, from us personally to them personally, and believe God for a hundredfold return. And then he told me how to work off the million dollars because everything I have nearly is in my home and retirement accounts. And I can't get to the retirement accounts without paying not just taxes, but paying penalties and uh, penalties. I'm not giving those people $1 more than I have to. So I'm not doing it that way. But he showed me how to get a hundredfold return, which is, uh, that's already come in, and, and how to work it off. Well, Pastor Gene, if, if you've already got your hundredfold return, how come you're only at whatever, six hundred and something thousand dollars? Because I'm following instructions. Now, this seems to be a problem with God's people. But he told me how to believe in a hundredfold. See, this is God. I've already got the million covered before I, I have finished following instructions and given the million. That's the way God operates. But you got God's people out here. They're all a bunch of nervous Nellies, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. I don't know. Well, literally, you can get rich off this stuff. God didn't have any problem with his people being rich. God has a problem with his people being covetous, and that's exactly what half the people out here just voted for. Amen. Covetous. See, God says in Psalm 1 that He'll bless all the work of your hands. Well, that's not what people want in 2020. They want what their neighbor's hands produced. Right. Which means you got you to gotta make more than you ever thought you needed because you're not only supporting your family, you're supporting several others. And then on See God as Your Source, find two or three scriptures that cover your case. Confess them and make them a part of your prayer time. And that's what I do. I don't just go find those scriptures. I don't just find them and confess them. I make those scriptures a part of my prayer time. So you sow a seed, you see God as your source, and you expect a miracle. Or do this, pick an amount of money that you need or desire. Ask God how much money to sow as a seed for the money you need or want, and then follow the Wednesday night, August 26th teaching on how to pray over money exactly and precisely. We, we read a testimony a week ago Sunday, this couple uh, they didn't want the new valuation the Tarrant, Tarrant Appraisal District put on their house, and, and they thought, what do we got to lose? And they took the August 26th prayer. 
I guess they must have transcribed it and they just prayed that over their situation and they won their case not with a tax consultant on their own went went on their own and won that case at the Tarrant appraisal district and there's no more tougher our CPAs say there's no more tougher taxing entity than the Tarrant appraisal district so here's the question and don't don't raise your hands but the question is have you done these things have you done these things have you done these things? So start, force yourself into the prayer habit. Regardless of how you feel, drive yourself to pray. And don't just pray. If you're praying and you're not getting regular and consistent answers to your prayers, if you're praying and you are not seeing miracles in your life on a regular basis, then change the way you're praying. Because nothing can take the place of prayer. See, men may look upon you as an outstanding Christian, but what if they knew that behind your public profession there was an empty closet or an unused prayer room. They would not be impressed. If we have gotten as far as we've gotten in this life without the prayer habit and without knowing how to pray to get regular and consistent answers to our prayers, what could we do if we but only committed to the prayer habit and actually knew how to pray? If we've gotten as far as we have in this life without knowing how to pray and receive regular and consistent miracles in our lives, what could we do if we but only committed to the prayer habit and actually knew how to pray? Now, last Wednesday, I was in the midst of some of this, and the Lord the Lord pointed out to me, I mean, while I'm talking to you, not all the time, but sometimes he's talking to me, but he pointed out to me, that I started down this road in January of 2018, but there was no prohibition against me starting down this road in January of 2017. There was no prohibition against me starting down this road in January of 2017 there, or 16. There was no prohibition against me starting down this road in January of 2015. So my question to you good folks tonight is, how much have we left behind? By failing to take action by failing to adjust, by failing to compensate if we're not getting answers. See, I think a lot of our attitude toward God is our attitude toward politics. I mean, just today, uh, two Republican-appointed Supreme Court justices signaled that even though Obamacare, that's not the official name of it, it's some other name, ACA, is clearly unconstitutional. Well, it's there, you know, we're going to let it stay there. I mean, they signaled this. Well, these, these were supposed to be conservative originalists appointed by a conservative president. So as human beings, we say to ourselves, what difference does it make? It doesn't matter who we vote for. It doesn't matter who we elect. It doesn't matter who gets appointed to the court. It's just the same old turd ball every, every 24 hours. Turd ball, is that scriptural? But it's, it's not a curse, is it? It's not a curse, right? It's not, I'm not cussing, am I? So am I right? As human beings, we get to thinking, it doesn't matter, because, you know, they're just going to rape us. And you know what I'm saying? And, and the reason I'm very sensitive on this issue is because there's a lot of people in this church who are self-employed and or they own their own small business and they lost their health insurance under Obamacare. And you, I dare anybody to go out tomorrow, get on the phone and try and buy your own private personal health insurance policy. It is next to impossible. And so, as human beings, we read this in the news and we think, it doesn't make a hill of beans difference who, who's in power, who we vote for, who we give money. It's all corrupt. You know, they decided in a back room somewhere where this is going to go. And the problem is, we can get to thinking the same thing about God. that it doesn't matter how much I pray, I can't move this mountain. See, that's a lie. It doesn't matter how much money I give, I can't move this mountain. That's a lie. 
Because you know what? You're not, you're not dealing with some corrupt system. You're dealing with the Ancient of Days. And he is a truth-telling God. The problem is, the problem is, the problem is, he has this weird idea that we ought to do things his way. And so when we go and we do things before him our way, and we don't get results, and we just keep going back, you know, and, and I guess it's irreligious for me to refer to Halen Mary or Reverend Beats, but everybody can relate to that. That's something ever. But, but you go to a Pentecostal church, what are they doing? They're swinging from the chandeliers. Uh, they're dancing with no shoes on, with flags at the front, whatever they're doing. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing. That is the, Pente- that is the Protestant Pentecostal version of Halen Mary and Reverend Beats. And they're the poorest, brokest people in town. Those churches are the, I mean, they're falling down. Do you understand what I'm saying? So basically what I'm teaching tonight is adapt. Rope-a-dope. Don't just stand there. You know, change your posture. Learn. Don't just keep doing the same thing. And I'll tell you something else, too. I think with regard to our income, we get in the mindset that we're limited by our income. This is nonsense. My house is, sits on land that was given to me. Not only was the land given to me, but the mineral rights were given to me. Not only were the mineral rights given to me, but the original signing bonus that the people got on the mineral rights was given to me. This is crazy. This is crazy. No, we're not limited by our income. What kind of God do you serve if you're limited to your income? And God can give you ideas. God can give you ideas. We're only limited by our own small thinking. We're not limited by God. Say it out loud. We're only limited by our own small thinking. We're not limited by God. I could stand here until midnight and name names of men that moved away from here for some dream job And all they did was go backwards. See, in other words, a lot of success is avoiding the pitfalls. So uh, how many times have I seen men and they don't speak, they don't seek spiritual guidance? I mean, just think about this. What if, what if Donald Trump had called me back in January and said, Uh, these Democrat doctors that work for the government want me to lock down the country. Do you think that's a good idea, Dr. Gene? I'd have said, hell no. (laughs) And we could have avoided all of this. See, so you got to get good advice. Man took us to Jason's Deli one night and we didn't know what it was about. Well, we, we, my brother-in-law offered me the red flag. Because I'd, I'd hired a brother-in-law and I'd fired him. So right there, I know that's a bad deal. You know, my brother-in-law offered me a, a sales position selling life insurance in California, red flag. Selling, red flag, California, red flag, brother-in-law, red flag. And this guy was, if I remember right, he was, uh, and the reason I can, I can use this illustration, this is so far back, nobody knows who I'm talking about. He was a, a mailman, and he had a route in probably one of the safest neighborhoods in Tarrant County, and he was about four years from retiring with full benefits from the U.S. Postal Service, and he was about five or six years from having his house paid off and uh, didn't ask my advice, just did it. 
Well, of course, no offense. Postal delivery people probably would not make good salespeople. So, of course, he couldn't sell, couldn't sell his way out of a wet paper bag. And his uh, brother-in-law fired him. And the kids that had been in our Christian school, well, then they were in public school. The wife who had not been working now had to work. And, of course, there's no fight like money fights. So the marriage broke up. What a mess. What a mess. I mean, look, you get a job in Massachusetts or California, wherever, you got to make three times the money you do in Texas just because of the price of a house. But, you know, nobody asks advice. So my point is, People don't follow instructions. And people don't get advice and people don't get counsel. Now, you know, don't call me about all kinds of stuff. Pastor Gene, it's a real big decision. Should I get the red bicycle or the blue one? <laughs> you know, uh, you, this is not word. This is opinion. You're so blessed you don't even know it. I'm, I'm teaching this and I'm hearing Kenneth Hagin tell a story about a story he heard about a woman in the sh back in the shepherding movement. You don't even know what that is. And uh, her unsaved husband wanted to buy a, a Dodge pickup truck. And her shepherd told her that her husband was not to buy a Dodge pickup truck. He was to buy, I forgot if it was a Ford or Chevy pickup truck. And so then she came back and told him, I mean, what kind of minister has time for this anyway? Must have been a real tiny two-bit deal. And uh, she comes back and says, well, my husband, went, I told my husband what you said, but he went ahead and bought the Dodge pickup truck. He made her lay over the altar, you know, the old wooden altars for six hours as her penance. See, that's ridiculous. You know, you have no idea how blessed you are. We just teach the word and we leave everybody alone. And we don't do anything hinky or weird because we're not hinky or weird. Amen. But I'm just amazed at what people fall for. Truly. He loves you. He wants to bless you. He wants to open up the windows of heaven and, and he wants to heal your body. He wants, he wants your credit cards paid off. I'm convinced of it. He wants your automobiles paid off. He, he is so loving and so kind and so gracious. He wants you to have a car that actually starts. Amen. He wants you. He wants you. Psalm 37, 4. He wants you to have the desires of your heart. See, if we would, if we would just be teachable, if we would just be flexible, if we would just be willing to learn, if we would just be willing to be led by the Holy Spirit. And there it is. Took me all that time to come to it because we don't, we don't want to do that because he'll come along and he'll tap you on the shoulder and he'll tell you to do something. So in the midst of this miracle that we're living in, and it is a miracle, in the midst of this miracle that we're living in, we had just barely come through the lockdown and reopened And the Lord reminded me of a conversation I had with Kenneth Hagin. It must have been 15 times in two days. So there was no doubt this was the Holy Spirit of God. Sometimes things come up and I tell the Lord, if that's you, bring it back to me. And it never comes back. Well, this was not that. I'll bet he brought that up to me 15 times in two days. So uh, on, on a, something that big, you know, we talk to the directors of the corporation and we make sure everybody's in agreement. That's not like $10,000. That's, that's money. So we sent $100,000 to Rama Bible Training Center in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma in June. Think about it. In the midst of this messed up year. And the month wasn't even out. And God replaced the $100,000. I mean, it's a miracle. It's just a miracle. That same year, 2018, Austin and I are sitting in a service Keith Moore was doing 
October of 2018. He was raising $3.9 million for a list of things. And the Lord spoke to me and said, why don't you give him 1% of what he wants and believe me for a hundredfold return? I just obeyed. I just wrote a note to the pastor, handed it to an usher. He put it in the bucket. And uh, then the next day, Faith Christian Center FedExed him for his church, his ministry, $39,000. And I just went to, I went to practicing what I taught here on August 26th. And before we went to see Derek and Christina and Emma and Riley in October last month, I walk in that door on a Friday morning and I start my route and I start my list and I'm in the midst of it and I come to the $39,000 and I bring that up to the Lord and the Lord said, son, you've already received a hundredfold return on $39,000. And I just made a mental note of that. Then later emailed the office. I, I want to know, does, does the Lord know what he's talking about? <laughs> And am I hearing the Lord or did I have too much to eat the night before? And they came back. It was like within 100 or 150 bucks. I mean, we had received a hundredfold Faith Christian Center in the building fund on the $39,000. But how many of y'all have sat in the service and the Lord said, give $100, give $1,000, give $5,000, give whatever, whatever. Oh, I can't afford that. Oh, I can't do that. And I've done that. But I'm not ever, for the rest of my days, ever going to resist the Holy Spirit ever on anything. Because I see it now that when I mix instant obedience with faith the answer is on the way thank you for listening to this life-changing message to partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before if you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior Pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.